Locked On World. What's going on, world? You already know what time it is. It's between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Right here on WKMT, DB, the Great FM, Miami's number one Billboard Charter radio station, connecting the world through music. This is your main man, DJ Melo Jones, on the ones and twos. And I'm back. It's time for another episode of the Groove Live Show, and I'm very, very happy to be here. You know, we live out here in Miami, Florida. Shout out to the 305 all the way live. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy to be back. There's a lot that I want to talk about today. Um, and then on top of that, we have a very, very special interview today. Coming on at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the interview with St. James all the way from California. We're going to hear his story you know, how he got into music and all that good stuff and how he got to where he is and going to hear some of his tracks as well. So y'all stay tuned for that. And then as y'all know, this is the Groove Live show. So we keep it groovy here. So I got a lot of tracks that y'all are going to groove to. I'm in your ear for the next two hours. So make sure you sit down, get comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Fix yourself some food or something. You know what I'm saying? Get in the feel good mode. mode. And uh, we're going to hear some music. So, um... In addition to, you know, music and an interview, I, I like to have a central underlying topic of each show. And I think um, I think I want to focus on this week. I want to talk about, you know, being respected over being liked. I want to talk about that. And... Um, yeah, basically, I, I'm going to talk about, um, you know, just being understanding the difference between being respected and being liked, prioritizing being respected and being liked. And I'm going to give some reasons why I say prioritize being respected over being liked. So we're going to get into that very, very soon. Um, and like I said, we have the interview coming up and we're going to get into some music. So the first track of this week's episode is some Usher, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Usher. Great, great, great artist. Very, very talented man. And, um, yeah, we're going to get into this song. This is um, You Make Me Wanna. You make me want to lead the one I'm with. Start a new relationship with you. This is what you do now. I'm going to let him sing it, though. He probably sings it a little bit better than I do. But we're going to get into this track. This is some make, You Make Me Wanna by Usher right here on the Groove Live Show. All right? Shoot! You make me want it, want it, want it, want it, want it, want it, want it. 
between us You were like my best friend The one I used to run and talk to When me and my girl was having problems You used to say it'll be okay Suggest little nice things I should do And when I go home at night and lay my head down All I seem to think about was you You make me wanna be the one Up knowing it should have been you And what's sad is that I love her But I'm falling for you uh -huh. What should I do, should I Tell my baby bye-bye Should I do exactly what I feel inside I, I don't wanna go, don't need to stay But I really need to get it together So this is my man DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. And that was the first track of this week's episode. That was something you make me wanna. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes she make you wanna leave the one you with. 
You know what I'm saying? But that's a different conversation for a different episode. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep it moving. This next track I got, keeping it keeping it with Usher for a little bit longer. This is some Usher featuring Alicia Keys with My Boo right here on the Groove Live Show. With yours, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right? Shoot. Never see it coming cause you're blinded from the start. Know that you're that one for me. It's clear for everyone to see. Oh, baby. Yeah, you gotta rock away to this one. Oh, come on, see, I don't know about y'all, but I know about us. And, uh, it's the only way we know how to rock. I don't know about y'all, but I know about us. And, uh, it's the only way we know how to rock. Do you remember, girl? I was the one who gave you your first kiss. Cause I remember, girl. I was the one who said, put your lips like this. Even before all the fame and people. Screaming your name Girl, I was there And you were my baby It started when we were younger You were mine My boo Another brother's taking over But still in your eyes My boo Even though we used to argue It's alright That's alright, girl That's alright I know we haven't seen each other In no while But you will always be Tell me what you want to do. You got a half 
streets Pretty, pretty little thing that's waiting for me I pull up, anticipating Good love, don't keep me waiting I got plans to put my hand in places I've never seen, girl, you know what I mean Let me take you to a place nice and quiet There ain't no one that to interrupt central underlying topic of this week's show being respected over being liked we're gonna talk about that at 8 30 so y'all stay tuned we're gonna pay some bills we'll be right back all right 
Choo. What up, y'all? This is Carly, Trap Gospel Queen from D.C., and you are now tuned into Miami's number one Billboard charted radio station, WKMTDB, The Great FM. You being audited, and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate a lower tax bill. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts. But you can stop these IRS actions. The tax doctor will fight for you using industry secrets that can stop any IRS actions, eliminate penalties and interest, and reduce your past tax bill. So you pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor now for a free IRS audit emergency review. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Pat Boone here for the folks at Swiss America. Rock-solid foundations are vital in life, in business, and in finance. Because in the end, only what we've built on a firm foundation will withstand the storms of life. Today, the economic storms are raging and the foundations of everything are being tested. The world economy has never looked shakier. And gold, the world's oldest and most trusted form of money, is also grabbing headlines. Now is the time to put your future on a rock-solid foundation. Swiss America will help you create an indestructible asset today. Discover the timeless truth about gold and silver by calling Swiss America or visiting online at SwissAmerica.com. 800-978-3901-800-978-3901-800-978-3901. Once again, that's 800-978-3901. WKMTDB. You are now listening. Great FM. To the greatest. WKMTDB Number one The Great FM Miami's number one WKMTDB The Great FM The Great FM The Great FM Ayo T-Roni, I really like this guy, but he's just too blonde to see For real, Coco? Dag, what you gonna do about that? I don't know Sing it to him, Coco Yeah, Lee, I'ma do that I'ma let him know that I ain't going nowhere And my love is gonna be right here For real though Word
me, I'm right here. All right, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. This is your main man, DJ Melo Jones, on the ones and twos. That was some SWB, SWV, excuse me, with right here. Your love will always be right here. Got some more SWV coming for y'all. This next track I have is, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes, this next track that I have for y'all is some SWV. With on and on, right here on the Groove Live Show. All right, two.
like Noah. Uh, around four, my style is Rocky Balboa. Knock him out, double G. Face uh, of the hot like Coco. Lily and Tar. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, I be the funniest thing since TV. Uh, y'all watching me. The SWV. Pop the Don King and lay back like the bat boy just born. And let's rock the spot on and on. Uh. They do it, and you know how we do it here on the Groove Live Show. This your main man, DJ Melo Jones, on the ones and twos. And I'm back, man. And I told y'all I'm gonna get into the central underlying topic of this week's show. So, shout out to everybody that's on the live right now. Shout out to everybody that follows me on social media. Make sure you follow me if you haven't already. DJ Melo Jones, no, at DJ M E L O J O N E S. Follow the Great FM as well, D-A-G-R, the number 8 FM. Um, and yeah, man, so I'm going to get into the central underlying topic of this week's show. And the central underlying topic of this week's show is the, imp- no, prioritizing being respected over liked. Now, I'm going to tell you what I mean by this, you know what I'm saying, like, don't get me wrong, it's good to be liked, but it's even better to be respected. And the thing about being liked, being liked is subjective. You know what I'm saying? Like, being liked, it, that's out of your control because being liked is all up, like I said, it's subjective. It depends on the person. Some people will dislike you for absolutely no reason. You know, so that's why I say prioritize being respected over like, because if you prioritize being liked over respected, you're going to end up like trying to jump through hoops for people's, you know, adoration, their, their attention, you know, all of that. And it, and honestly, it's more so about just being respected. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you. Being liked, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, you know, you shouldn't try to be liked. But you shouldn't you shouldn't shift who you are to make other people feel more comfortable. You know, be your true self. You know, radiate from the deepest part of your, your soul, you know? And I'm not saying be raw and unfiltered and... and um, and unrefined be all of those things but be true to who you are don't bend and try to fit molds that other people want you to fit into 
in order to get their admiration, their adoration, or whatever, their attention, whatever it is. You know, because then you end up living your life for them and not living your life for you, you know. And when I say this, I like to give the disclaimer where I'm saying, I'm not saying, you know, make people dislike you. You know, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying some people will dislike you regardless of what you do. So you might as well do what you want and be true to who you are, you know, and just focus more on being respected. And I think you'll be respected as long as you respect yourself. And that, to me, is the X factor, you know. You can do whatever you want, but still respect yourself in the process of doing whatever you want. That means don't do stuff that would be a disservice to yourself. Don't do anything that would be disrespectful to your own self, you know. And I say that because you you see it a lot. People kind of, they want to be liked so bad that they're willing to, you know, mold themselves, shift themselves, and shake themselves into, excuse me, shape themselves into whatever mold that other people want them to be. And ultimately, that's not going to make you happy because you're not being true to who you are. You know, if you're being true to who you are, and at the same time respecting yourself, why wouldn't anybody like that? You know? Like take take a moment to think about that for a little bit. Like if you are being true to who you are and respecting yourself at the same time, why would anybody like that? Well, I mean, why would anybody dislike that? You know? If they do, it's probably something personal going on. Some people, they choose not to like you, regardless of how nice you are to them, how much you you try to go out of your way to, you know, establish some type of relationship with them. If they don't want to like you, they're not going to like you. And then that's out of your control, because like I said, being liked is subjective. Being respected, that's mutual. So it's kind of more objective, you know, because... You don't have to like someone to respect them, you know? So I I think, you know, once you respect yourself, other people will respect you. And, you know, you respect yourself day in and day out. People will begin to have more and more and more respect for you and everything that you're doing. So it all just starts within. You know, you got to respect yourself first if you want respect from other people. And I think you just got to stay true to who you are. Because I think if you don't, you're disrespecting yourself. You know? So I think once you, if you focus more on respect, you know, people will like you. And some people won't because there's something personal going on. Like I said, being liked is more subjective. So when when you talk about things that are subjective, you're talking about, individual people and their opinions and their feelings and you start getting into feelings emotions and you start kind of moving away from logic and moving into feelings sentiments um the way you come off to people the way people react to you all these things that aren't necessarily in our control so yeah if you, you can't focus on that too much you know 
yes, everyone wants to be liked, but you have to understand that, again, it's subjective. You know, it's not like if you do X, Y, or Z, automatically you will be liked by people. You know, if you respect yourself, people will respect you because they just see that you're worth respect. You know, they would just see it in the way you carry yourself, in the way you conduct yourself, in the way you treat other people. Because a part of respecting yourself is respecting other people because we are all reflections of each other. So the way we treat each other is the way we treat ourselves. You know, if we don't respect each other, we really don't respect ourselves. You know, shout out to, um, oh, shout out to High Tech. Um, what's going on, Sajid? Um, shout out to the big homie, Sajid. Um, he's amazing. I still haven't forgotten to promote you. I'm going to promote you right now. Make sure y'all go follow him, hi-fi underscore tech. He's amazing. He builds websites. He refurbishes websites. He revamps websites, all of that good stuff. So make sure y'all go follow him and, um, support him. He's from, um, Pakistan. He's, he's a really cool person. Um, I know they're in holiday right now, so shout out to all of the Muslims, the Muslims out there. They're celebrating um, religious holiday right now. Shout out to Saravia V underscore. She just tuned in. Um, right now, we're talking about the imp- prioritizing being respected over being liked. And what I was saying is, you know, a lot of the times you see people go out of their way to be liked by other people. And they don't understand that, you know, being liked is subjective. You know, no matter what you do, no matter how well you treat somebody, if they don't want to like you, they're not going to like you. And that's regardless of what you, whatever you do, you could worship their feet. You know, you could worship the ground that they walk on. You know what I'm saying? You could like every single picture on their social media. If they don't want to like you, they won't, you know, and You know, sometimes I see that, you know, manifest into my everyday life. Like um, some of you guys who follow the show know, you know, I'm, I'm getting into my career now. I'm working with kids and I love it. I love the job. I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at. And I don't know if it's my style of um, raising kids, the way I, I deal with kids, but I notice it irks. Some of the co, some of my coworkers, and I don't know. I could tell that they don't, they don't really like me, you know. And, and that's okay, you know. I I don't go to work to be Mister Congeniality, you know. I don't go anywhere to be Mister Congeniality for that matter. But you know, um, some people are gonna be bothered by just your energy, you know. And you just got to understand that. Um, Saravia V says, simple as that, and congratulations. Thank you. Um, it is simple as that. You know, um, some people, regardless of what you do, they're not going to like you, and you, you just have to accept that. You know, sometimes, like I said earlier, I see people bend over backwards to try to get admiration or attention from other people. They want to be liked by certain people so bad, and at the end of the day, no matter what you do, if they don't want to like you, they're not going to like you, you know? And I see that, like I said, it manifests at my, my career, 
you know, I try to make sure I have the utmost respect for all of my fellow coworkers. Say good morning to everybody as I enter. Say good evening or goodbye or whatever. Good afternoon when I'm leaving. You know, say excuse me, say please, say thank you, and stuff like that. And a lot of the coworkers do like me. And that's cool. And a lot don't. And that's cool too. And I think they're more bothered at bothered by the way I conduct myself, the way I go about um disciplining my kids, um, the way I go about just kinda um this, the different activities I like to get the kids involved in, you know. I could tell just from their reaction to me that they see me as somebody that's coming here trying to do too much, you know. Um you, you know, um you know, coming in trying to stir the pot, trying to change how people are doing things and that's not necessarily the case. I just have my style and I I I know there's certain things I want kids to understand. Um Oh, okay. Uh Saravia V wants to know what do you do for work? And could you provide an example of doing too much? Okay. Um, I do a couple of different things for work. I teach martial arts to kids at after-school programs all over, um, you know, Miami-Dade County. And in addition to that, I'm also like a counselor at a rec center for kids. Um, so after school, they come and we, we do different activities with them. And we just help them learn manners, respect, how to conduct themselves and stuff like that. So... This whole summer, I've been a counselor at a summer camp. And, you know, to give an example, um, one thing I like to do, like after the kids have lunch, I like to make the kids clean up, fold up all the chairs, put them on the rack, break down all the tables, sweep and mop the floor. I'm the only coach or counselor that does that. And it's not like I make the kids do it, where I say, if you don't do it, you're in timeout. I encourage the kids to do it because I believe kids need to learn to clean up after themselves from an early age, you know, or else they're going to grow up thinking that's a custodian's job. That's a maid's job. I'm somebody personally, I would never keep a maid. I don't believe in that, you know. But that's just me. I, I'm not saying I judge people who do, but I just think when you when you create that type of culture, you, you, you're not teaching kids the right lessons. You know what I'm saying? That's just in my own opinion. So there was one week where the kids just trashed the lunchroom. And that was embarrassing to me, to be their counselor, be their coach, and to see them leave the the the, the lunchroom in that state that that bothered me you know so what i did was i made the kids after lunch get broom and mop and dustpan and clean up the whole lunchroom and the thing is it started to become an everyday thing because i i believe in um structure when it comes to raising kids you know you have to sometimes make them do certain things that they in their mind they don't like until they realize it's not that bad you know so 
we got I got them into the habit of cleaning up after lunch, cleaning up after themselves, and it got to the point where it became so routine for them that it became so routine for them that um I don't have to ask them to do it anymore. After I say, "Yo, um boys, lunch is over, clean up everything." They already know what to do. They go looking for the broom in the dustpan. They start folding up their chairs. They start breaking down the tables. And they clean up the lunch room. And even on the days that I'm not there, they still do it. Even when other coaches, because I'm the only coach that pushes them to do that. And even when I'm not present, they still do it. Because you just put them through training and you you. You just make this sense of structure and you make it a team effort where everyone is helping and it becomes fun, you know. The kids, now it's gotten to a point, the summer's almost over so the, the camp is almost done, but it's it's gotten to the point where the kids are eating lunch and they're asking me, yo, can we clean up now? Uh, do you have any extra broom and mop and dustbin? You know, I want to help, I want to clean. You know, and that is amazing to me. That blows my mind and it makes me so proud of them, you know. And I think more kids need to be like that. Have that sense of structure. Have that sense of, um, what you call that? Um, that sense of structure, that sense of routine where they get into the habit of doing the right thing. You make a mess, you clean it up. It, because when you when you enforce that and you perpetuate that, it starts to become second nature. Kids just automatically know if they make a mess, what they need to do next. You know? Um, yeah, and like Saravia V said, Saravia V said, um, that's dope. You're teaching them responsibilities. Yes. And, you know, to get to my point, that irks a lot of the coworkers that I have. Because they see me and they're like, man, this guy is doing too much. Some of the coworkers are even trying to reverse the stuff that I'm doing. Some of them are trying to say, no, you guys don't have to clean up after lunch. You shouldn't clean up after lunch. And it's like, yes, that's true that they don't have to. But why not? Why not clean up after yourself? Yes, we have people who are hired to clean up after the kids, but we can't rely on that. We need to teach the kids to to clean up after themselves. And to and understand the work that goes into cle keeping a place clean. You know, because if you don't let them feel it firsthand and understand how much work goes into keeping a place clean, they will never appreciate a, a clean environment. You know? So when you make kids clean up after themselves, they're more conscious of 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 their surroundings. They're more aware. They don't want to make a mess because then they would have to clean it up. They they learn the concept of prevention. If I prevent the mess, then I won't need to make a solution, which would be to clean it up. So then kids automatically learn to, you know, eat more more with more etiquette, you know what I'm saying? Don't eat and get food all over the floor, all over your clothes, all over the table. Learn to eat properly, you know? Um, it's also teaching them to be considerate. I agree. You know, kids need to be aware. They need to understand that the world doesn't revolve around them and there's work that goes into 
everything that's around them. And I'm not saying make the kids slaves. Like I said, I've never said you have to do it or you're in time out. I just encourage them to do it. And I reward the ones that do. You know, whenever, you know, sometimes we have like, for example, ice pop. And I will give out the ice pops in order to the kids that um that help out at lunch without me having to ask them multiple times. You know, the ones that just do it, just cause. Because one thing I don't like to do is tease kids with with prizes. You know, like, oh, if you clean up, I'm going to give you a cookie. I don't like to do that because you're teaching them to do something just to get something. You know, and that mentality is bad. That's just like people who do anything for money. You know, that's not that's not something you want to teach kids. You want to teach kids do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And understand that God is always watching. So don't do stuff just to get attention from the right person to get a particular reward. No, do stuff because you want to do what's right at all times. And understand that God is always watching. You know what I'm saying? And he will reward those that continue to do good deeds. You will be rewarded along the way. So don't worry about the rewards. Just worry about your purpose, why you're here. You're here to do the right thing. And that's what I want to teach kids. So even beyond the, the, the lunchroom thing, when it comes to disagreements with kids, I make the kids apologize. First, you know, you get to the bottom of it. You let them explain what happened. And then if they were both at fault, you make them apologize to each other in their face, eye contact, and shake each other's hand and stuff like that. And, you know, just disciplining kids when they do wrong. You can't reward kids if they haven't behaved themselves because they feel then they're going to feel like regardless of how they behave, they will be rewarded. What type of message are we passing on to children? You know, so... A lot of coaches, they, they, they see that and they're kind of bothered by my, you know, method, how I go about disciplining my kids, how I go about doing my thing, you know. So it is what it is, honestly. It, it really is what it is, you know, and and that's okay, you know. So some of them, they don't like me for that or they don't like me because of my energy. You know, I, I've gotten that over the course of my life where, you know, I just, I don't, I don't want to say I'm not a likable person, but some people that just don't like me and that's okay. You know, so that's really the central underlying topic is just focus more on being respected than being liked because even there's people at my, my, my job that I personally don't like, but I'm still going to respect them because I think respect is, is, is um something where it's like, you're you're innocent until proven guilty you're you get respect until you prove that you don't deserve it you know that's how i see it some people are different but i believe in respecting everybody because that's a part of respecting yourself so even though i don't like them i'm not gonna disrespect them i'm not gonna you know say call them out of their name or say something derogatory towards them i'm just probably not going to gravitate to them as much as other people you understand so yeah so 
you know, some things that you do are going to rub people the wrong way and they may not like you, but you just have to be true to who you are. I know I'm being true to who I am as a counselor, you know, and how I go about dealing with my kids. And my kids, they, they, they love it, you know. They love it. And I, and I love them. And, 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 and I love being there. Like, now I'm getting into just my love for kids. I love kids. I, I love working with kids. Um, I, I love the new job that I have. I'm so happy to be there. You know, it's not one of those jobs where you're, you're looking at the clock constantly. Like it's like, ah, I can't wait to get off work. Like, Oh my God. But no, it's never like that. Time goes by so fast because you're doing something you genuinely love. You're just happy. And to me, that's so important. Being genuinely happy is very, very important to me. So, yeah, that's the central underlying topic of this week's show. Just focus more on being respected. And that comes from within. Respect yourself. And that when you respect yourself, you naturally establish this certain code of conduct that you follow. You know, just this, this procedure on how to behave, how to conduct yourself in society. That's self-respect and just understanding certain things you won't allow you know so yeah so you know everyone out there listening you know don't bend over backwards to be um adored by other people if they don't adore you for being you know your true self being true to who you are then be at peace with that because i guarantee you there will be people who do there will be people who genuinely just love you for being 100% you. So that that's really the most important thing. Like, And then the people that don't like you, just make sure they respect you. And as long, and it all, it, it, it's always going to boil back to, boil back down to self-respect because as long as you respect yourself, you won't allow other people to respect, disrespect you. So even those people who don't like you, if you respect yourself, it's just like, you're not going to accept disrespect from other people. I'm not saying you're going to go around fighting people, but you're going to stand up for yourself. You're going to speak up and say, you know, I didn't appreciate that. I, I didn't like what you said or I didn't like what you did. And, you know, you're going to stand firm in who you are and say, I'm not taking that. I'm not accepting that, you know. So that's my central underlying topic of this week's show. You know, just stay true to who you are, you know, and Whoever likes you for it, they're going to like you for it. Whoever dislikes you for it, that's cool too. Be at peace with that and just focus more on respecting yourself and following that code of conduct that naturally manifests, manifests, excuse me, when you cultivate your own self-respect. When you respect yourself, you just certain things you just won't do. You just won't do certain behaviors you won't engage in, certain activities you won't take part in. You understand? So... That's that. So, that's the central underlying topic of this week's show, man. Stop worrying about being liked. Worry about being respected. Prioritize respect over being liked. All right? Y'all heard it first, man. It's your main man, DJ Melo Jones, on the ones and twos. And that was the central underlying topic. Let me get back into some music. I, I'm still rocking with SWV a little bit. I got another song for y'all. This is so into you by SWV right here on the Groove Live show. Hey, and y'all stay tuned. You know we got the interview coming at 9.15 with the one and only St. James. So I'm very, very excited about that. So y'all stay tuned. We're going to get to some more music. All right? Cheers.
Alright y'all, welcome back to the Groove Live Show That was some SWV, so into you Y'all make sure y'all be so into your self-respect out there You know what I'm saying, I had to talk about, you know what I'm saying The syndrome underlying topic of this week's show again But uh, we're gonna keep it moving with the music Next I got some Sade Up next we got some Sade with Smooth Operator Right here on the Groove Live Show Alright, shoot.
This your boy Gospel Gabe And when I'm not listening to New York City radio station Praising God I am listening to Miami's number one charter radio station WKMTDB The Great FM Always connecting the world through music And the music through the world Brooklyn
Ever wonder how the credit card companies make their money? Well, think about this. If you owe $25,000 on five different credit cards and you make your minimum payments every month, here's what it's going to cost you. Are you sitting down? You'll shell out over 13 grand in additional interest and it's going to take over 13 years to pay off your original $25,000 balance. That's how they make money. Now it's your turn to fight back by calling the Debt Solutions Network. We'll work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. We promise we can and will reduce your debt. Call right now for a free 15-minute debt analysis. 800-593-0297. All right, so welcome back. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. This is your main man, DJ Melo Jones, on the ones and twos. And it's time, man. It's 9.15 on the dot. And as promised, we got the interview with the one and only St. James. So I just want to welcome St. James to the show. And then for everybody listening right now, just let them know your name, where you're from, and where they can follow you at real quick. Okay, what's up? What's up, Melo? Appreciate you having me, brother. Uh, yeah, my name is St. James, singer, songwriter, producer, CEO, household name, entertainment. You can find me on my official website at stjames.com. That's S A I N T. J-A-I-M-Z.com. Let's get it, baby. That's what's up. Y'all heard it first. So now we're going to get into the interview. I want to know how you came up with the name St. James. You know what I'm saying? What's what's the saint got to do with it? You know what I'm saying? Are you a preacher <laughs> on the low? Like, what's going on? Like, tell us a little bit about the story about how you came up with the name St. James. Well, you know, at the time, um, I think back 20, 2010 is when I changed my, uh, my artist name. I went from my previous uh, artist name. To, to the St. James name. And at the time, R&B, about 2000 and uh, someone to say nine, was really like on life support. Like R&B artists weren't really getting no shine, no love labels. It dropped all the urban divisions, all the R&B uh, uh, artists were like struggling and scrambling. And I felt like it was time for somebody to revive rhythm and blues. So at that time, I, that was my mission. So I went from uh, my, my previous name, Stanley James, to St. James. So... And because uh, I was here to to bring the masses back to rhythm and blues, I went. I'm talking uh, the auto tune R&B. I'm talking classic R&B where it's undeniable melodies, hooks, bridges, vocal work, and just some some real uh, life lessons in in the music. So with some substance. That's what's up. We need that music with substance. We need that so so much in the industry right now. And now I just want to know. You know, tell us about the story about how you got into music. I know you're from Chicago originally. You're mm -hmm. out there in the West Coast, California. And then you spent some time, you know, serving in the armed forces. So tell us about how all of that tied into music and kind of what comp what compelled you to pursue music. Well, just basically, uh, probably since I was a kid, ultimately, uh, growing up uh, in a with a gospel singing grandmama, you know, she was ridiculous at the, in that era, man. And so she, uh, you know, just music. You know, of course, I tell people this in every interview that as a, as African-Americans, music, our, is, our, our struggle is deep rooted in our music and our, and our music is deep rooted in our struggle. So a lot of times we made it through some tough times through doing a slavery and 
all of the changes and transitions and adjustments we made as a people, music helped us. A lot of us get through those tough times and some of that adversity. So I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a given that most people if that if you're black, you probably grew up in a, in a family full of some, somebody singing, or dancing or doing some type of entertainment stuff. So I think that's standard in most black families, somebody singing, <laughs> rapping or something. So uh, that's how I kind of got my start. My grandmama was a singer. Then, uh, of course, during the weekdays, she's playing the classics, Otis Redding, James Brown, Shy Lights. Growing up in Chicago, of course, you know, Chicago, people people sleeping on Chicago in terms of the music scene. But back in that era, Chicago was really known as a music mecca, oh, kind of like New York Cotton Club and stuff. And so that's kind of how it started, man. And I remember five years old singing in the, uh, I mean, I, I grew up in a project, so we had this this open area. Uh, like a like a playground area. My mama had a tip bucket outside, and I was singing Jackson Five records, feeding the family at five, bro. Feeding the family at five years old, he says. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so, he you definitely grew up with music around you. So let us know now, like, what was that moment where you were like, okay, this isn't a hobby. I love this. This is my passion. This is what I want to pursue. Was there a moment? where that kind of clicked for you or did you always have that in your mind ever since you were singing out there in the projects of Chicago at five years old? I think, I think, I think everybody wanted to be when Motown, like the way, the way Motown introduced their artists, and their acts to the world, man, everybody that grew up in that era in the late sixties, early seventies, man, wanted to be uh, a star. Everybody wanted to be signed to a record deal, get a label deal, maybe be signed and be famous and a star. So yeah, I think it was kind of like, I think everybody had dreams as kids, man, growing up watching uh, Soul Train and all that stuff back in the day. Uh, Solid Gold even. Some of them, you know, American Bandstand even, you know, aspiring to be uh, an artist and love music. So, uh, but I think what really did it for me was when I joined the military uh, out of high school, 18 years old, straight in the military. Uh, by the time I was 19, I was singing in an R&B group. Three or four other, four other fellas, man. Three other fellas from Germany. Uh, uh, we were stationed all in Germany. We kind of hooked up and did a group. At that time in the 90s, mid-90s, 93, 94, Shy Boys, The Men, Jodeci, Silk, the uh, uh, intro, they was all killing it back then. So everybody had a group. You know, Doo-Wop was back. Boys, The Men was killing it. So... Um, I had a group. We uh, sang in a talent show in Germany. Next thing I know, we were um, we won this talent show. The grand prize was to go to Apollo in New York to perform at the Apollo Amateur Night, not Showtime, Amateur Night. And if you know anything about Amateur Night, that's where you can get booed off the stage. <laughs> They'll boo your ass. <laughs> they, don't give a, they don't give a damn, bro. It would be crazy. Like, you know, and, and it was just amazing. But we, we flew from Germany to New York for this uh, for the Apollo, man. And we didn't we didn't win, but we did not get booed. So that was good. But we were disappointed to come all that way to lose. And so we were kind of sad going in the airport. It was, you should have saw it, man. We were pathetic. So we were going down an escalator, singing a sad R&B song with a bunch of harmonies. And next thing you know, someone heard us going up the escalator. Next thing you know, they they pulled us down to the talk to us and said, we uh, got this R&B singer named Joe who needs background singers for his first album on his Joe. first tour. Yeah, man. Joe. That's how, yeah. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Right. I was I was 19 years old, bro, singing background with Joe in the studio. It was amazing that first session. We walked in the in the studio. He gave us a lot of love. Man, he put us right in, put us right to work. It was amazing. So I got bit by the industry bug after that. I just wanted to know I wanted to this is what I wanted to do, and I've been chasing it ever since. That is an amazing story, man. From <laughs> Chicago 
to Germany, to New York, to singing back, uh, being a background singer for, for Joe, the Joe, like Joe is like pretty much an R&B legend. Like he's amazing. So that's an amazing story. So after that, it clicked. So did you start making your own music with that group or did you guys kind of split after a while and start doing a single thing? How did that go? You know how the industry is, man. It's a very volatile industry. Like you can be hot and good to go and ready to make moves, and then all that something else can happen with management or label, and you, and, and it ain't got nothing to do with you as an artist or or your group. It's 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 the politics, man. The politics politics was going on. Joe was in the middle of some changes in his career. He had went from Mercury Records. I think he had moved on to Jive from there. I think so. It was a big a bunch of changes. So right after, as we were getting nestled in to start doing touring. He fell out with some management issues, and next thing you know, we were signed to his management. He moved on from his management, and so when Joe walked out, we was done. So, but the management tried to put us together. It just, it just didn't work out, man. So I think, and then we had just come back from Germany for four years. You got to remember when you get over to overseas and the military, it's culture shock when you first get there. But once you nestle in for four years, you come back to the states, man. We was buck wild when we got back. Cross colors, gold chains, haircuts, women. Wendy's, McDonald's, eating. it was crazy. We just lost our damn mind when we got back because we had been gone for four years. So we just, we was just glad to be back in the States. And so we was not disciplined, bro. And then that, at that time, 90s R&B singers was getting big million-dollar budgets and all was crazy money going to uh, uh, rhythm and blues music, man, and black artists. And so we messed up our opportunity. We just was not disciplined. And we were just not ready, man. So lesson learned. We all kind of went our separate ways. I went back to Ohio at the time. Um, I have family there, so um, it was you know you, you go you, know, you lick your wounds, you're feeling sorry for yourself. You go through that little depression depression stage, and then you know I just dusted myself off and picked it back up and kept going. So you know I, I started putting together my own records and so of course I didn't have the team or the polished production that I needed to really succeed. But I never gave up on writing songs or trying to go in the studio and lay vocals on stuff. And it just you know how that go, man. But, you know, I just kept pushing, man. And here I am. That's what's up. He kept pushing and here he is, you know, and that's, that's really, um, that shows a lot of determination on your part. And that shows that you really are passionate about what you do, regardless of what happens, you're going to keep, you know, taking one step further, one step further, one step further to achieving your goals. So my next question is like, what advice do you have for artists you know, out there in the industry now, we, I'm sure the industry, the music industry is maybe a little different than it was in the 90s and late 80s. But what advice do you have for artists coming up about how to navigate the industry and not kind of get lost in the sauce, you know? Oh, man, it's, it's, it's definitely a different industry. But I have definitely um, figured out, figured the game out a lot in the, as far as the independent artists as well, because... Most artists, if you're black and you're doing R&B, you're typically going to be independent because major labels are not signing if you pay attention. And a lot of major labels are not signing Sneal Soul artists, R&B artists, smooth jazz artists. They're just not signing black artists to major deals anymore like they used to. So it's a very um, tough industry right now. And it's and now with the invent of the Internet and the, ind you know, the independence that we have as artists online to promote our own stuff, it's such a saturated market of music where you what's going to make you rise above through to cut through the to the chase, uh, cream rises through the to the top, as they always say. So you gotta find, you gotta have a 
some serious content, man. Your product got to be solid. Your mix has got to be great. You got to really work. So I have the advice for new artists to really get a good team, uh, invest in yourself. And I'm not talking about take a couple of bucks from your weed sack and, and, and put it in the studio time. I'm talking about you need some serious bread. Like you need to get a loan. If you're going you to spend money on Jordans, if you got like 16 pair, 30 pair of Jordans in your closet, all that money could have been put on your in your music and on your in your brand and putting together your your project. But people people have priorities. They got to learn that no one's coming to rescue you, to sign you to a record. They don't care how talented you are, how dope you think you are. Most mo these days, no one's coming to save. They want you to already do all the work. Then they might piggyback off of what you did or you're doing, and then act like they want to invest or get involved. So you got to be real careful. But I think a team, a bank loan, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, oh, ask your parents, you know, to take some money out there, 401k and help you out. But you really got to have money. It's just not going to be easy and it's not free. And that's just being honest with you. So because I had to learn that the hard way and you got to lose the old school mentality and thought process and understand it's a whole new digital game. It's a whole new politics going on from radio to um, digital radio to streaming games. I mean, it's a lot of people out there looking to take your money and give you nothing. So be careful. And the more people you have around you to give you good advice that know what they're doing, listen to them and just focus on being an artist and, and learning the business more so than trying to run everything. If you don't have the experience. That is an amazing answer. Yes. All the young artists listening right now, up and coming artists, get you a good team, get you some, uh, some sponsors, you know, you yep. gotta need some people behind you because it's not cheap. I can imagine, you know, it, it it can't be cheap. So that's some good advice. Now, I want to know, you know, piggybacking, piggybacking off of what you said, you know, a lot of black African-American R&B artists aren't very likely to be signed. Why do you think that is? Do you think our culture is just not receptive to R&B music as much as it was? Or what's going on with that? Why aren't, why aren't we signing R&B artists in today's day and age? Let's be clear why are we surprised that racism is prevalent in the music industry? If it's every, in every other industry, you know, we get, we deal with discrimination, dis racial disparities and, in, in you know, and socioeconomic disparity in between in our, as, as African-Americans in, in, in sciences, math, uh, corporate America, what the, 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 I'm excuse me, the music industry is a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. Why the hell would there not be racism involved? I think that, it's not that black people aren't receptive to R&B. I just think the mainstream industry is not promoting, spending big money behind it. The machine that is the music industry is not behind R&B music. They're behind anything that's going to put the black community back, set us back, continue to keep us against each other, pitted against each other. The violence, the uh, the degradation of women, the, 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 the destruction of the black family. I think all of that stuff is, is all political and all racial, racial racially motivated. And I think it's the reason why this music, because listen, like Tank said it best, they don't want us to tell the story of love in R&B. They want us to talk about the negativity stuff. So when you start talking about positive images, positive messages and music, substance of music, that's too much like helping our people get it together. So why would they promote that and get behind that with a lot of money? They're not going to do it. So you got to think about all we're going through in this country between the pandemic uh, all of the killings of African-Americans by uh, law enforcement and all that type of stuff. And the most powerful thing we have as a people is our music. Think about it. 
people are people don't brothers ain't trying to be doctors and lawyers and scientists and mathematicians and teachers and professors. They're trying to be rappers, singers, producers, engineers, uh, videographers. That's they know that. So so why would you not put your efforts into keeping that your foot on the neck of that industry of this type this this form of industry with our people because our people would rather be doing music and music business than doing anything else going to school trying to better themselves than the other back in the day you know a brother would try to be a doctor before he was trying to be a singer now you want to be a singer before he be a doctor because it's just it's just what it is so they they got their minds fixed on fixated on understanding that we're more concerned about what what we wear fashion the gear the name brand stuff than we are about anything so it's just entertainment uh and all that type of and 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 industry and um i'm sorry entertainment and uh Anything with brands or, or name brand stuff, they, it's, it's what we, we gravitate toward as people, our young, especially young people, our young generation. There's not a lot going on for our young generation. Think about it. There's no summer job. There's no internships. There's no um, no uh, youth development services and programs. It used to be multi-millions of dollars donated to those to help the teens, the youth of America, especially black inner city youth. There's, you don't see a lot of that kind of money uh, floating around. You know, so what, 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 are, what else do we have? So this is the only industry that a lot of people that's, that's, that look like me is going to have any level of possibility of making any money. So they see it. So they recognize it. So they just kind of channel all their energy towards keeping us down. I'm telling you, man. So we got to rise above it. It's going to be tough, though. It is going to be tough. And you really shed a light on, I guess, the dark underbelly of the music industry and really how racism is everywhere, even in today's day and age. So yeah that's what's up man that's what's yes, up so now i want to talk about your upcoming project you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. let us know about this project where we can go get it and how it's going to be of positive change to the industry itself and and just black people in america and beyond well i think i think ultimately you know uh you know gandhi man changed the world you know i i, I don't think that Necessarily, I per se, as a, as St. James, the artist is 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 uh, trying to change the world in that regard. But I think I just I'm trying to touch people with the music and uh, help them find their rekindle their their love for really quality R&B rhythm and blues, particularly because I believe rhythm. I mean R&B rhythm is the is the story. You know, beat the beat is the you know uh, is important, and then of course the uh, the blues is important too. So we got the rhythm is the beat, and the blues is the story. Mm-hmm. So when you got that going on. Um, you know, people need to hear the story, and then the music uh, obviously will move you. But most importantly, this particular new project is about just uh, me putting out some original records, feel good music again, uh, R and B, ride or die, no, no, uh, unfiltered, no, I ain't trying to, no gimmicks, just straight classic, back to basics, uh, rhythm and blues. Man, it's called the R and B remedy. So whatever ails you. I got the remedy in rhythm and blues. So that's the new project, man. Six song EP. I'm also going to be doing a USB a credit card drives as intent in place of CDs. That's the new future for music. I believe when people, if they don't want to stream it or do the downloads, they can, they can do the USB because every new car comes with a with USB ports all over it. So why not put your music on a credit card, USB drive, put your songs on it with your artwork, sell it and make some money, man. That's really it's about merchandising your stuff and putting yourself in a position to monetize it because outside of that, you're not going to make a lot of money on streams. 
and you're not gonna make a lot of money in, in record sales. It's just them days is over right now. So, so the, some legislation is passed that puts us in a position to fairly be compensated as artists. Man, these artists are getting ripped off. We getting we get robbed, man. I'm sick of it personally. So, just gonna keep on pushing. That's what's up. Got to keep on pushing. If it's what you love, it's what you love. You just got to keep working at it. So, yeah, y'all heard about his new project. We're going to get into some of the tracks of the project <laughs> right now. I have three of the tracks. I have Being Gentle, You Should Have Told Me, and One For Me. Let me know which one of these tracks I should play first and what was the inspiration behind this particular track. Okay, let's go with Being Gentle. It's my first uh single uh it's a it's a derivative remake of a classic r&b song called gentle calling your name by frederick but uh my guy jerry mims who's the original composer and author of the song gave me carte blanche on the record to, to kind of create my own vibe on it so i can just kind of rewrite rewrite it rework it man this song is like one of my best records uh it hit the number one any soul charts uh heart and soul it should have hit billboard i just needed the bread to push it but nonetheless man uh, five almost five million streams on it. Um, fifteen million for the EP that it was on. A throwback to covers, which is about six remake songs I did. Uh, so being gentle, man. My girl Sinead's on it with me. Uh, it's a duet, man. Where we talk about love and passion, man. Where people, you know, it's one thing to just hit it. It's another thing to show to to make love to, to a woman as a, from a male's perspective is just you know being gentle with her, man. Something everything can be hip hop to the hippity hop. <laughs> That's what's up, though. That, I think that's something to be said. You know, I'm glad you said that. You know what I'm saying? We hear we hear too much tooted and booted music yeah. and not yeah. enough of, you know, really trying to please a woman out there. So shout out to you, St. James. You know what I'm saying? Swimming against the current. You know what I'm saying? You know, treading down. How did, how did that saying go? Heading down the less less treaded path? Something yeah, like that. <laughs> yes, going down the road less traveled. Thank you. So, we're going to get into this track. This is going to be a WKMT DB world premiere. First time we air it on our station. This is some St. James with Being Gentle right here on the Groove Live Show with shows DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right. Choo! That your body needs attention And I don't want to take away from your body's perfections By being too rough It's not enough to just be gentle So don't want to make it hard Cause it's all way too simple So don't you ever stop 
Let's not be judgmental, baby. Loving you, loving you. So this is your main man, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. We heard the first track by St. James himself. That was a grown and sexy vibe. Talking about being gentle. Showing all you young men out there how to please a lady. You know what I'm saying? Too much of this tooted and booted music out there, bro. Ain't nobody trying to say, I'm going to take my time with you. I'm going to be gentle. And I'm going to make you feel right. You know what I'm saying? We need more. We need more of that. You know, so I commend you for what you're doing, St. James, because it really isn't a lot of um, R&B music coming out, like new R&B music. And a lot of it that is coming out is very sad, and it's very always about, like, drugs and depression and, and, and stuff like that. It's never about love and stuff like that anymore. So right. I really commend you for what you're doing, and I can't wait to get into the next one. So I got two more. You should have told me. And one for me. Which one? I sh- which one should I play next? And what's the inspiration behind it? Let's go ahead with you should have told me. And uh, and like I said, I write life songs, so everything I put out is typically something I probably been through, someone I know's been through, and something I've observed. So I try to write about stuff that pe- stuff that people are going through, and not always negative, but just you know, just the overall realistic approach to music, and that's just telling stories. So. Um, you should have told me as about being in a relationship past the expiration date. You don't know that your that your mate's not happy and they didn't say anything and you think you're doing your job and handling your business. You wake up one day and they telling you they 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 didn't moved on and you found out they might be cheating on you or whatever and then you're like, you know what? If you wasn't happy, you should should have told me. And we could have ended this thing way before now. Let's <laughs> check it out. That's a hundred percent. Stop wasting people's time out here. If you don't want somebody, just Speak with your chest. Speak with <laughs> your with chest. chest. <laughs> Say that. I'll set you free. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel that 100%. So we're going to get to this song, another WKMT DB world premiere. First time we aired on our station. This is some St. James where you should have told me. All right? Choo! Tell you, I heard it first, man. That was some shoulda told me. 
<laughs> by St. James himself. And, you know, I love that song because it's just a simple message. Like, dog, just speak from the bottom of your heart. Life is very, very short. Yes, so we don't have no time to waste. So if you're with somebody and you know that's not the person you want to be with or feel like you meant to be with, you should have told them. <laughs> you should have told me. I felt that. And I like the rhythm. I like the ad-libs. I like um, just your vocals. You know, you really have range. and You're really creative with your delivery and stuff like that. And it's refreshing to hear that type of music. Music that's not so sexualized. It's not so derogatory. It's not so much about drugs or, or, or crime and stuff like that. It's just a simple message um, regarding relationships. And I, I think... We need to talk about these things more. We need to have these type of discussions through our music more. So I really commend people like you continuing to make music like this. So now we got one for me. Let us know what was the inspiration behind this particular track right here. Real quick, this is the uh, number one UK in the UK soul charts. It's the number one record. And, and slowly climbing up on all the other charts in the UK. It's getting a lot of love in the UK. It's being played on uh, Sirius XM, Heart and Soul. I mean, that's just organically. So the record's doing well, over 4 million, 4.3 million streams in like not even 30 days yet. That record is doing phenomenal. The one, it's called One For Me. And basically, a lot of us out here, we know there's some baddies out here now. Cause they, they put money into their the cosmetic. <laughs> you know, you see them. They spending bread. These women out here spending money on, on their looks, their bodies, and everything. So what happens is it's an oversaturation of femi- females because women outnumber men anyway across the across the world, let alone America. So this song inspired me to say, okay, you might be the one for me, but a lot of times brothers don't want to settle down and give up the option of other women because, you know, uh, they ain't ready to settle down. So they like, but I don't want to I don't want to run out of time and mess mess up with you. Because you that you that fly, and I might miss my opportunity. So I put that record together. It's called One for Me. Check it out. Y'all heard it first. We're gonna check it out. Another WKMT DB world premiere. First time we aired on our station. This is some Saint James with One for Me. Let's get into it. All right. Choo. Oh. Oh yeah. You make 
every day She know how to get it She's self-sufficient, independent Got her own money, know how to spend it Dedicated, she's the kind of girl for me You're the kind of girl that I need The kind of girl that has everything kind of girl that I need. You're the kind of girl that I want. I like that. You're the one for me. I like it. I really like your music. I really like the message behind your music. And I really like that you're really trying to bring real R&B back. You know, so I commend you for everything that you do, bro. Keep doing what you do. Now we just want to know, what's the plans for the future? Are you going on tour? Are you bringing your talents down to South Beach? What can we expect from St. James in the rest of 2022 and beyond? Oh, man. You know, I wear so many hats right now. The artist thing is kind of like, believe it or not, it's the last thing on the totem pole. It maybe seem like the, the priority, but I, I have a label, a, a radio station, promotions company, uh, you know, just doing a, so many things. And I got other artists that I'm putting out and producing and then presenting. So I got like, I'm doing a Quincy Jones type thing. So I got other artists coming out that I work with my pops. I got a couple other artists and Jake chosen. I just, just different people that I'm doing stuff with. So that's the future. I really want to be, I'm more of an executive, which is, you know, at my age, I'm actually about to be a double nickel here soon. So I'm very proud of my age. I love being able to throw that in people's face and still look decent enough to get it done. Very, very proud of that, you know? So, um, that's it, man. And just going to continue to, uh, create, produce, uh, a, a and and just keep keep on putting music with substance and uh, polished uh, industry competitive music. So I'm an independent artist, but my stuff is right there with anybody major. That's you know, 100%. Thanks to my engineer, by the way, who I want to shout out, my man Brian Porter, the sound surgeon. You cannot beat this brother's mix. You hear them mixes, they slapping your ear. That's why you just like the kind of girl that I want. <laughs> <laughs> and real quick, let me shout out my man JD1208. Yes. Other man, my man JD, my radio promotions cap man. He he killing it. He helping me so much with mainstream radio, different stations, and people hook me up with you, Mello. I want to shout out Coco Reyes, my boy Jay Ross, the Boss Pops. Um, of course, my engineer, uh, my whole team, Kaleo Ross, uh, Tony Mosley. So many different people. I want to thank Tasha, uh, Britton. Uh, it's so many people, man. But I want to thank you for the opportunity for having me on your show today, man. And and I uh, look forward to staying in touch with you. I got so much new music coming. Stay tuned. That's what's up. Y'all heard it first. Stay tuned. And he has more music coming out. Y'all heard his story. Y'all heard his music. Y'all heard his plans for the future. Oh, before we let you go, where can we copy your music at? We know you have a website. Is it on all major streaming platforms? Like where where can yeah. we stream it? 
Yeah, I'm on, I'm, a, I'm everywhere. I mean, any any stream, all the streaming platforms. You know, the, the usual suspects without without naming them. I usually don't like to name them. Eh, Brandy, they ain't paying me. <laughs> so, you know, we know you know this, you know the usual suspects. Y'all know where to go to, to get y'all music at. So wherever you stream at, wherever you listen to your records at, or download or or purchase Amazon, all of them. I'm there. I'm right there. So go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and check me out. But most importantly, man, go to my official website, stjames.com. And leave you drop your email address. I'll send you the record that I, when I drop new music, you'll get it before it even comes out. I usually drop it a week. I send it out a week email blast before I even release it. So people that show me love, I'll show you love first. You get you be first in line, including you, Melo. So anything you need, man, feel free to hit me up. You need, you need any uh, radio drops? I got you on the drops too. Whatever you need, man, hit Coco up and uh, JD, and we got you. I definitely will, bro. Hopefully, you bring your talents down to South Beach very, very soon. When you do, make sure you um check us out here at the station, WKMTDB, The Great FM, connecting the world through music. Um, I just want to commend you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. We need real R&B out there. We really, really do. You probably are going to be the catalyst to bring it back. So wow. thank you for really just being that fish that decide to swim against the current. Do go against the grain and just really make something of substance for, for us to listen to, especially us young people. We're so bombarded with yes. music that the whole narrative is, is nonsense, you know? So we really mm -hmm. need music that has a message that's positive and that's, you know, something that we could meditate on, you know, somebody that we could look up to as people. So I appreciate nice. you, everything that you do. Keep doing what you do, man. And you, um, until next time, we'll be in touch. You have a good Appreciate night. It. Stay safe. And most importantly, stay groovy. All right? That's what's up. Peace. All right, Melo. Thank you, my brother. Thanks for your time, man. No problem, man. Have a good night. All right? Make sure you spin them records, man. Keep spinning them records, bro. Yes, we're going to spin them records, man. You have a good night, man. Recording. All right, so y'all heard it first. That was St. James. We heard his music. Y'all heard his story. Very, very interesting story. Being born in Chicago, going to the military, discovering his passion to pursue music in the military, then being a backup singer for Joe, like the Joe. Joe is amazing, and that's amazing. So, you know, I, I appreciate St. James's time coming out here and being a part of the show. I really, really do. Um, and I appreciate everyone who listens to the show day in and day out. I really, really do. Um, and, yeah, make sure y'all tune in every Thursday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., right here on Miami's number one Billboard Charter radio station, WKMT-DB, The Great FM, connecting the world through music. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram. Uh, that's at D-J-M-E-L-O-J-O-N-E-S. Again, that's at DJ Mello Jones. Y'all can follow me on Facebook. At um, what's my Facebook name? Facebook name is Mellow Jones. Uh, make sure y'all visit my website as well. What I'm gonna start doing is start posting um a lot of my episodes to the website. That's what I'm gonna start doing. I think that's a good idea. So make sure y'all check out my website www.djmellowjones.com. And um, yeah, if you want to submit your music, if you want to be interviewed or anything like that, feel free to contact me there. My email, my phone number. Everything is there, so go check the website out. And um, until next week, y'all, Melo Jones is signing out. Y'all have a great night. Stay safe. And most importantly, stay groovy. All right? Choo!
Let's go. We never seen the finish line.